Brandon writes in with a very common question. What do we do when God has seemed silent for a really long time? I feel almost no joy. I go repeatedly to the scriptures and most often walk away still discouraged and unhelped. I pray continuously and feel like I get no response. I am so cast down, Pastor John. What do I do? Brendan, I am sorry for the darkness and the distance that you feel. Your situation is so common to God's people that many, many books have been written about this kind of experience of darkness and distance. I know that doesn't make it easier that books have been written about your experience, but it might help you not doubt your standing with God just to realize that I and others, thousands of others, have shared seasons like that. I wish I knew you better, uh, Brandon, so that I could be sure you really do grasp the gospel of Jesus, that he died for sinners like us. He absorbed the wrath of God against his people. He covered our sins by paying the price of the suffering and death we deserved. He rose from the dead to give invincible hope. He purchased a new covenant promise never to let his people fall away into destruction. And he makes all of this available to us by faith alone, by seeing ourselves as helpless and receiving, receiving like a little child, all that God is for us in Christ and embracing him as our supreme treasure. That's the gospel. So I want to make sure that you are resting there, embracing that, even though you may be experiencing some feelings of distance from God right now. I hope you're casting yourself wholly on that. Even so, I know there are seasons of darkness. So I want to try to answer your question. You you say, what, what do I do? Let me point you to the biblical pattern in answer to that question. It's, it's, it's as if the, the Bible hears you, asks the question, and answers it. And the sum of the answer is, seek him continually and wait for him. Seek him and wait for him. So here's the seek part. Psalm 27, you have said, seek my face, Lord. My heart says to you, Your face, O Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. So what does that seeking look like? And the the Psalms are so helpful here. They're just full of examples. Psalm 6, be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am languishing. Heal me, O Lord, for my bones are troubled. My soul is greatly troubled. But you, O Lord, how long? Or Psalm 13, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? Or Psalm 90, return, O Lord, how long? Have pity on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love. So there's a picture of of people who 
they don't know how long this is going to last. They, they, God has seemingly gone away. They don't presently experience much satisfaction in him. That's why they're crying out for it. So we are to seek the Lord by crying out to him continually like that to show up in power and reveal himself. So don't stop seeking because it's been a long time. And then comes that wait part. Oh, how many places and parts of the Bible are Wait, wait, dozens of passages. Psalm 37, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way. There are people who are just going on just fine and leaving you behind. Don't fret over that. Wait. Psalm 27, wait for the Lord. Be strong. Let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. And and perhaps most encouraging of all for me is Psalm 40. I remember when I first came to Bethlehem, I wanted people to, to, to know how I felt about these seasons of, of distance and darkness. So that summer, I think it was the summer of 80 or 81, I preached a, a summer psalms, I think I called them, and, and one of them was called, um, In the Pits with the King, <laughs> Psalm 40. I waited patiently for the Lord. No indication of how long, just I waited He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up out of the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog. So there's David for a season, we don't know how long, in a pit and in a miry bog. And then he he finally experiences God come, and it says, He set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. And in those last words, you, you hear one of the purposes of God. If you wonder, why would he do this to David and to me? Why would he leave us languishing in such a, a pit as this? And his answer is, many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. It's a strange kind of evangelism. It really is. But take heart. That may be what he's doing in your life. I mean, the world doesn't just need chipper, successful people. The world needs people who have walked through darkness and come out at the other end in some measure and can empathize with with what they're going through. So, my own experience is that my my sorrows and my struggles and my sense of God's distance have made me a better pastor, a more effective pastor, not a less effective pastor. So I, I would encourage folks who, who think this is just all pointless. If, if you ask how long, I don't know. I, I just know you mustn't let go. Don't let go. I had a friend who was seriously depressed for eight years, almost to the point of immobilization. If I described it, it would be way beyond what you're experiencing, I think. Then one day, after years of memorizing Scripture and holding on and waiting and seeking, something happened. God broke in and he broke out of his depression. I knew him till the day he died and he never went back into it and he always chalked it up to the fact that he continued in the word. Even when he didn't feel much and could barely function, he continued in the word and sought the Lord. So a book may not be helpful right now. Sometimes being told there's a book about your situation when you're 
dark doesn't help. But if it does, if that sounds hopeful, I wrote a book because I have been asked, Brandon, I have been asked this question so many times about what if I don't have joy? What if God feels distant? So I wrote a book called When I Don't Desire God, and um, I would I would send you there when you when you feel able. But let me let me pray for you that God would take this and and help. Father, I just want to close with a quick prayer for Brandon that you would work, that you would return to him, open his eyes, grant him to see you, grant him to feel your preciousness and the love that you have for him. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, amen. Thank you, Pastor John. And uh, that sermon mentioned earlier is titled, In the Pits with a King. And uh, if a book is of interest to you, see When I Don't Desire God. And see also a little book that John Piper wrote titled, When the Darkness Will Not Lift. Go to DesiringGod.org and there you can find the sermon and the books and thousands of other free resources from John Piper, all free of charge and all intended to help explain why God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him, and to get help when you find this is difficult. I'm your host, Tony Ranke. We'll be back on Monday.